summers ago, we had a really hectic summer. Our summer was filled with all the fun things summer should be filled with, like family vacations, extended family reunions, outings with friends, and of course work, and catching up on all the work that we missed while we were gone playing. By the end of the summer, I was feeling really guilty for not being as diligent as I thought I should have been at our family gospel study. We had slacked from our normal school time routine, and I was giving myself, and by default, my husband a guilt trip for it. However, my husband was not going to be pulled into this guilt trip, and he let me know, in no uncertain terms, that in his mind we had not failed as parents, and that I needed to change my perspective on what success looked like. Since that summer, I have taken his advice and re-evaluated what a successful summer might look like when it comes to teaching my family. In today's episode, I share with you my new summer survival guide, all about how to enjoy your summer while at the same time feeling successful in your gospel teaching. Welcome to the My Teaching Matters podcast, where our mission is to help you, the intentional parent, to teach your children in such a way that they can personally experience the power of Jesus Christ while still at home. everybody. Welcome to the My Teaching Matters podcast. I'm Leslie Johnson, your host today, and I'm here with Lindsay Jensen. Hi, everyone. So, Lindsay, today we have a short, fun little podcast. What is the question that we're going to address today? Today, the question is, how can we adapt our gospel study and our teaching to deal with summertime? Summer is very different from the school year. And I think it's easy to get overwhelmed and to miss out on some scripture study. Today, we want to talk about what does it look like or how can it look different? And is that okay? And what should we expect and what should we be striving for? Yeah, exactly. When I think most people are like me, but I can't wait for school to get out. But then I really miss the structure that comes when we have a routine and we have those school days. And, you know, this has been a strange year with COVID. Many of you haven't had specific school that your kids have been going to, but I'll bet you still have a routine and I'll bet you still have a schedule. But when summertime comes and you're taking family vacation and you're taking trips and there's lots more time playing outside and enjoying the sun, sometimes those regular routines seem to slide and it's it's a time when we kind of feel like, at least I have felt in the past, like my teaching has slid and that I haven't done a very good job. And then by the end of the summer, I'm kicking myself because I haven't felt like I've been um, as diligent as I should have been with teaching my children. And and so then I'm frustrated because I don't feel like I did a good enough job. So I want to talk about what summertime can look like without putting extra pressure on parents and without making us feel like we've slacked or we've dropped the ball or that we're terrible parents because we haven't kept up with our regular routines that we do during the school year. So I think that's such a good goal. I think you're exactly right that we want, our goal is to help you see what is realistic, what's important, not give you extra stress or make you feel bad for not doing gospel study. Because the truth is that gospel study during the summer looks very different gospel study during the school year and that's okay and so we cannot expect ourselves to be doing the exact same things yeah that's exactly what i want people to know because 
One of the biggest arguments my husband and I have ever had was over come follow me and our diligence in doing it. (laughs) And that sounds so (laughs) silly, but it was a big deal for me because I was at that point where summer was almost over and I was ready to get back into a routine and I was beating myself up because I felt like I just hadn't done a very good job of being as diligent with our scripture study and with our come follow me and with our teaching as I would have liked. And my husband got really upset with me and just really tried to help me see that we did some amazing things that summer that were also very important, that it can't just all be scripture study and lesson time, that there are some important things that happened during the summer that actually help our family become stronger um, and and that I shouldn't be negating those things just because we hadn't spent every day reading our scriptures. And so I want to help pass on what I learned a couple summers ago with our listeners so that hopefully they don't feel um, the same way I did that. And hopefully they don't have to have their spouse get angry with them <laughs> for putting that kind of pressure on themselves. So it's all about balance, right? It's all about balance. And there's so many different things that, that we can look at. But Lindsay, you've still got kids at home. You're still um, trying to figure out how that's going to look. What is your plan for adapting family study, gospel study for your family this summer? Uh, great question. So we we still are going to have our monthly themes, which is so helpful because at least we have something that we're talking about. Um, and even if we miss a week or two of come follow me for, cause we're going on vacation. So like when we go on vacation, I, I, we don't worry about reading our scriptures and we're going to do that a couple times, probably this summer, but we'll still have our monthly theme. So we'll still be able to talk about that theme over the course of the weeks that we are home. Or if we've talked about it before we've left, like we can bring it in as we're, as we're there. Um, but it's going to be very, it's going to be a lot more of the day to day stuff and a lot less of the, the actual scripture reading. I don't know. Is that kind of what you're looking for? Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of already know ahead of time. And this is what you're so good about is that you change your expectations. And I think my problem was is that I didn't change my expectations. I was still holding myself to this standard that really was unrealistic during our summertime fun and our summertime experiences. And I think that that's where the disconnect was between my husband and I was just that I was holding our family to this ridiculous expectation that he felt was unattainable and didn't want to have that pressure of, of meeting that expectation because he felt, and he was right, that it really wasn't realistic. So I think part of the thing is to just start summer with the realization and the expectation that it's not going to be the same, but then to choose. So well, I was just going to say, I think that I think it's important to take a step back and say, okay, what is my goal as a parent, mm-hmm. right? And is my goal as a parent to be reading the scriptures every single day? And while that's part of it, my ultimate goal as a parent is less about reading the scriptures every day and more about helping my children be able to stand for truth and righteousness, right? Even when the world's falling apart around them. Like, I love that imagery, that idea. Like, I want my children to be independent, to be resilient, to know what's right, and to be able to do what's right when it's the right time, right? Like that's my goal for them. And reading the scriptures is an important part 
of that, which is why we read our scriptures, right? But it's not mm -hmm. just for the sake of reading scriptures. It's because of that ultimate goal. And now if I take that step back and I say, okay, if that's my goal to help my children stand for truth and righteousness, even when the world's falling apart, there's, there's kind of three things that we have identified as being important to that, right? One of them is consistency. One of them is that reading that scriptures, your scriptures, at, you know, every day. We actually like to say about 80% of the time, right? It's not realistic to read every day. Your goal is to read about 80% of the time. Where more time often than not, you are reading your scriptures, but you're going to miss some days. Like, that's fine. Don't beat yourself up. Like, that's fine. You're, so you're looking for about 80% consistency. But the consistency is just one of the three. We call them roots. If you imagine this big tree, um, you know, the tree is your family being able to stand tall and stand strong. There are three strong roots that you need. One of them being consistency. Another one is being content. You have to have good content. Um, that's where our monthly themes come in, right? And then the other one is culture. You have to have a strong family culture. You have to be able to um, ask questions and be working on improving yourself and enjoy being together as a family, you know, and your children need to see that they are part of something bigger than just themselves, right? And so when I look at it from that take, so if I'm taking a step back and saying, okay, my goal is to rate strong, resilient, independent children who can stand for truth and righteousness, even when the world's falling apart around them. Consistency is part of that, but so is content and so is culture. And I come to realize that summer is maybe a little bit more about the culture bit than it is about the consistency bit or the content bit. And just realizing like I'm creating a strong family and scripture study is an important part of that, but that is not the only thing that matters here. And so I think that that's, anyway, that's, that, that's the step that I would take to help me reframe saying, you know, it's not just about the scripture study. It's about becoming the family and the people and the, you know, helping raise my children the way that, that I know God wants them to be raised. Well, that's, that's exactly the, the point that I wanted to make. And that I think that summer is the perfect time to really focus on our family culture, because there's not very many times during the school year that you have the same opportunities that you have during the, the summertime. Now, now you might, depending on what family culture you create. But for most of us, at that time is during the summer when we can take these family vacations, where we can have fun working together, where we plant a garden, where we go on vacation together, where we try new new things that we don't get to do during the school year. So for example, when um, you kids were small, every summer we would have what I called summer requirements. I don't know if that's great wording, but that's what it was called. And we had a list of things that we wanted to accomplish that summer. And there was, you know, during the school year, you're focused on homework, piano lessons, sports, all of those things that, that take up your time. But there were also things that I wanted my kids to be learning. Like I wanted them to learn how to, to sew something and how to cook something. And I wanted them to know how to, do some deep cleaning that we didn't get to do during the school year. Or I wanted them I'll to... I'll tell you another thing that you guys did. What's Mom? that? No, I was going to say, I still remember the summer I was 15, where one of my summer requirements was to learn how to jumpstart a car and change a tire. And I can't tell you how many times that has come in so handy. I'm constantly jumpstarting my car. And it's so fun because... People be like, because uh, I'll ask them, you have to have another car, right, to help jumpstart your car. Mm -hmm. And so I'll go ask someone if they can help jumpstart my car. And oftentimes the answer I get, well, yeah, but I don't, 
like I can't, I don't know how to do it. It's like, oh, don't worry about it. Like I can show you, like, I know how to do it. I just need your car. <laughs> like I just need a working, a working battery. <laughs> like, well, that's exactly um, it. Anyway. So that's just an example. Like the quilt, well, those were the kind of things that, that, that I made. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to make sure you kids know. And there were different things at different ages. And I remember that I had found this book and it had a list of different things that children of different ages should be able to do. And so I would often take things from that list saying, okay, at 15, you should be able to change a tire and jump a car and call and make your own dentist appointment. And, you know, some of these things that we don't really think about. And maybe as a five-year-old, it's like, maybe you're just teaching them how to clean a toilet or, or how to tie their shoe or whatever, whatever is appropriate for a five-year-old. I remember her her talking about how she shares this story that I thought was funny, but she's just like, she was having a um, presidency meeting of some sort at her home. And her three-year-old went to the cupboard, got out some bread, got out the peanut butter, got out a knife, sat down on the floor and made himself a peanut butter sandwich. And one of the moms is like, do you know that he's he's over there making a sandwich on the floor? And she's like, yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> he's making himself a sandwich. I don't have to do it. You know, and I think that the point was that the one mom was worried that he was making it on the floor. In her mind, her three-year-old was making himself a sandwich. She didn't have to do it. And and so I wanted my kids to grow, to become independent, self-sufficient, to have the skills that they needed to survive on their own. And so summer was the perfect time to work on some of those things that I didn't take time to worry about during the school year. So as we're talking about raising strong, resilient children, this culture part is an important part that summertime is set up so perfectly for. And you're right, you know, maybe we're not going to be as strong on the consistency side during the summer, but hey, over 18 years of reading those scriptures, 80% of the time, that's pretty darn good odds. But as a parent, you have well, to recognize what it is that you're going for and where you need to put your efforts and where you need to not worry. Did you have a point? No, I, and I love, I was just going to say, it's not that you give up scripture study altogether, right? right? You still do it when you can. And you need to set, right? You set expectations and say, okay, well, you know, we might not be getting up at 630 anymore, but we're still going to do it over breakfast or we still will have weekly family home evening or come follow me or a Sunday lesson or whatever you want to do. But you still, so you still make sure that you're doing that when you can, but then you let go of those other points and say, you know what, just like you, you know, you work on some of that family culture during the school year as well. You're just, your focus is slightly different. You realize that, you know, this is also an essential part of creating a strong family, of creating strong children. And we are going to be consistent when we can, but we're not going to like that right now. That's not our main focus. Our main focus right now is perhaps the culture bit. Or it's, you know, creating um, some better lessons or some some content that, you know, working on those themes and saying, you know what, I'm still going to have a theme. Um, maybe we'll have a summer theme instead of just one month or two months, right? Or mm-hmm. maybe, or, or you still do it just for a month and you just say, well, maybe we won't go as in depth into these themes. And that's okay because we're creating strong family. We are creating, helping raise children the way that we need to raise them. Right, absolutely. And I think that... Um, again, intentional parents think about those kind of things. They take, like you said, you take a step back and you say, where am I trying to go? Um, the point here, I believe, is that 
we take a moment to just reflect on what we want our summer to be. If we have an idea of what we want our summer to to look like, what we want our children to accomplish, what we want ourselves to accomplish, and we keep that realistic within the bounds of what we know is going on in our lives, I think that then we we can work towards that and we can be very productive during that that time. Um, if we're just going to let summertime, um, you know, get on that lazy river and float on your inner tube wherever it goes, that will happen. Um, that's, you know, wonderful thing about summertime is that this, that lazy river will just take you wherever it goes. But we can also have a lot of fun if we know where we want to go, that we want to stop at this one particular uh, corner here and get off and have a picnic. And then we want to jump back on those inner tubes and continue on down until we get to this spot. And this spot, we're going to go looking for frogs. Um, you know, with a little bit of planning and a little bit of intention, we can take that journey and make it even more meaningful. And I think that that is what intentional parents do, is that they take a little bit of time to have a plan of where they want to go, what they want to accomplish, and how they want to have their family go along on that ride with them. So as you move into summer, think about what it is that you want to do, but we are going to be modeling how our summer is going to look. It's going to be sweet and short, and this podcast is sweet and short, but hopefully there was something in it that's helpful. So, Lindsay, will you kind of end us up by just reviewing what it is that we want to, uh, how we can get through this summer and make it a great summer? Yeah, I I think one, just setting your expectations. You know, what are you willing to give? What's negotiable? What's not negotiable? What do you care most about? Um, where are you trying to go? Right. I think like helping be clear about where you're trying to go. The other one would be having a theme. Um, maybe you need to make that theme a little bit longer, and that's okay. Um, but but focus on one theme that you're. So what what do you want your kids to learn this summer? Um, as far as as gospel study goes, and then. Maybe you're not going to have quite as much uh, formal teaching moments, but but capitalize on those natural teaching moments. Try to still bring out that theme as you're out looking for frogs or whatever you're doing. Um, and finally, focus on your family culture route, right? Come together, try to strengthen those relationships, create a place where your family wants to be, create those memories and those bonds and um, those conversations and helping your children realize that, you know, they're an important part of this family and and that's going to help them. That's going to give them the strength that they need to utilize that knowledge that hopefully they will gain later. So I think I think those are the things. Keep your, you know, set your expectations, focus on that family culture route, and and have a theme. Work on your themes. Perfect. So invitation that I want to extend today is just take a few minutes to sit down with your husband or your children or maybe just yourself. But sit down and make a plan for what you want your summer to look like. Set those expectations realistically and take the minutes, few minutes that it will take to just say, how do we want to make this summer memorable and strong and meaningful? So with that, remember your teaching matters. Have a great week. Bye, everyone. Bye.